It's time for another episode of Gospel Preaching Live, brought to you by the Kearney Church of Christ, which meets at 406 North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. Make plans to come out and visit the brethren who look forward to seeing you. And now the host of Gospel Preaching Live, Richard Dodson. Welcome to Gospel Preaching Live. My name is Richard Dodson. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I am the minister at the Church of Christ in Kearney, Missouri, and I sure hope that you'll have a chance to visit with us sometime, and and uh, we'll issue you a more formal invitation at the close of this lesson. But uh, yeah, the church would love to uh, meet you and see you and and uh, hear from you. But uh, what we try to do each week, we try to put out a couple of sermons online to assist you in knowing God's Word better. And we pray that you'll listen attentive, attentive, <laughs> attentively and that you will uh, investigate it to see if it is uh, right with God's Word. And if it is, we pray that you'll amen it and that you'll uh, try to tell other people about it. Help us to send this message uh, far and wide, to get it to as many ears that will listen. That's our, our prayer and goal. And if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, you know, you can give us a like and share it with as many people as you can. Uh, if you're listening through some other means, you can just tell people about it and tell them how that you heard it and how they can hear it as well. And that would be much appreciated. Uh, we can all work together toward getting this message out to the whole world. Now, if you have any questions or comments, concerns of any kind, uh, requests, or whatever it may be, if you're on Facebook and YouTube, utilize the comment section. I do uh, monitor those, and I'd love to hear from you. But if you're watching through some other means and you want to get a hold of me, uh, and this would apply to anyone, you can always call or text me at 816-686-9517. That's 816-686-9517. And uh, just keep in mind, I'm in the central time zone. You can also email me at gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. That's gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. Again, we love to hear from you. And we do hear from many of you. And, and it thrills my soul to think that this message is going, you know, through the, all through the world uh, via the, the internet. And so it's, it's really a neat thing, and so I'm very thankful that the Lord has enabled us to be able to utilize this, and and uh, if we work together, I think we can get as many people as we can to listen. That's that's the main thing. Okay, tonight we are going to talk about the message of reconciliation. Did you know that's in the Bible? And we're going to show that in just a second. But yes, if I was to ask you, what is the message of reconciliation? You know, a lot of people don't know what that is. And uh, they, they've, they've seen the word reconciliation or reconcile. They really don't even know how the Bible uses that. And we're going to talk about that as well. But uh, yes, the, the message of reconciliation is a biblical phrase. And uh, decided we would talk about that and to explore that a little bit and maybe be able to uh, draw people in to investigate the message of reconciliation a little bit more because it is so important. Now, the passage that speaks of this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18 and 19. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, in this 
uh, in this book, Paul has been addressing earlier, for instance, he was addressing the, uh, one, uh, how they were to treat the one who had, uh, he had rebuked in first Corinthians chapter five. It appears that's who it was, uh, who had sinned. It appears that he had repented. And so, you know, Paul tells them that, you know, they need to, uh, not to burden him with guilt, but to support him. And then he goes on to talk about, uh, uh, how our bodies are, you know, earthly tabernacles and, but we have hope in Christ, even though as we age, our bodies start to run down, uh, that reminds us of the future when we get to be with Christ in heaven. And, and he also starts getting into, uh, uh, the, the things of, of his, the, what's been, um, invested to him to take care of. And part of the thing that has been, uh, given to him is this message of rec- reconciliation. And he speaks of this in chapter five and verse 18 and 19, he says, and this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So there you go. This was a message that was entrusted with Paul and well as the other apostles, and as well it's been entrusted to us even today, but we won't get into that aspect of it. But uh, this, it has. And so it's important to us to understand well, what is the message of reconciliation? What is reconciliation? It must have something to do with sin. And it does because we understand that sin is a transgression of God's word. And we all have moments teaches that all men have sinned and we've separated ourselves from God. And so it's important then that we be reconciled with him. Now, if you look in Thayer's uh, for a definition of reconciliation, the one we're looking at, there's two here, and uh, the one has to do with money, which really, you know, it, it does play a part. It has to do with money changers exchanging uh, to have equivalent values. But uh, what we're looking at is the spiritual aspect of it, and it's basically a restoration to favor. We fell out of the favor of God when we sinned, but yet through Christ, even though there's no way we could of ourselves be reconciled to God, but through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be reconciled, uh, you know, because uh, of his blood. And so we can be restored to favor. And so if you are uh, someone who sinned, and that's that would be all of us, if you are someone who sinned, you should definitely be interested in the message of reconciliation, because that message is for you. And it is something that you can do to restore yourself to being in favor uh, uh, in God's sight. In other words, he'd be, he'd approve of you. And that's something that every person should want. No one should want to stand against God. I would pray that's not your desire. But uh, this message of reconciliation, it needs to be sounded forth. People need to know it because that message has been given to you. If you are one who has sinned, that is a message you need to hear. And of course, we know that's that would be all of us. That's why I was asking that you'd help me take this lesson uh, 
to the whole world because this is something that everybody needs to hear. Now, when we're looking into the message of reconciliation, today what we're going to talk about are five points that the message of reconciliation does, but there's more than what we're just looking at. Um, I just picked some highlights of it uh, just for the simple fact that uh, you know, I only have 30 minutes to be able to do this, so I can't talk about everything that's contained in the message of reconciliation. Uh, needless to say, we're going to talk about these five points, but uh, right up front, you got to remember, this message of reconciliation, the first point would have to be that you, you can become reconciled with God. And so that's an important point that you have to hear. But what we're going to look at, we're going to look at these five points. One, it gives answers to man's deepest questions. Two, it exposes the heart. Three, it is perfect. It is enduring. And four, and then fifth, it assigns responsibility. And so these are the points we're going to look at. Like I said before, there's more that we could mention. But for time constraint, this is what we're going to look at today. So let's talk about the first one. Give answers to man's deepest questions. Now, when I talk with people and they're thinking about some of the things that they always pondered, and I've heard different ones, uh, believe me, I've heard some uh, questions that I really didn't think were uh, questions that somebody would actually possibly be concerned about. But for the majority part, these four questions is what I hear a lot of. Is there a God? Why was I created? And why so much pain and suffering if there's a God? And what happens when I die? I hear these things all the time. Now, we're not going to talk about that, but I do want you to know that the Bible does give answers to these questions. Now, some of these questions it doesn't expound upon, like why so much pain and suffering, um, it doesn't um, it doesn't answer every situation precisely, but it does address it, and uh, it does ex exactly tell you why you were created, and it does prove that there is a God, and it also discloses and forms what happens when you die. And so, if you have these types of questions, they don't have to be exactly like that, but if you have spiritual questions, things that you have often pondered, you can go to the Bible and more than likely find an answer for that, depending on what the question is. Like I said, I've been thrown for a loop sometimes when I've asked this, and I've heard some uh, some of the men's responses. But uh, yeah, if you go to the Bible, you're going to find an answer. And so that's, that's uh, something that we should be looking into when we're thinking about this message that uh, we're trying to explore. Now, Remember, we got to be thinking about the whole purpose of the message. The whole purpose of the message is to get us reconciled with God. That's the whole purpose of the message of reconciliation. And so all, while all these other points are informative, uh, we can't ignore that which is right before us. We need to be right with God. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 12 through 13. Now we're going to back up a minute and I just want you to know we're we're going to we're talking about how the message of reconciliation gives answers to man's deepest questions. 
And we're only going to look at a couple of verses on each one of these points. But I, I want you to notice how this is answered in 1 Corinthians 2, 12 and 13. It says, we have received, Paul says, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And what did he give us? That message of reconciliation. And so Paul was assigned to preach this. And he says, we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. That is the message of reconciliation. It is something that has been revealed to the apostles by the Holy Spirit who searched out the mind of God. And then he revealed these to the Holy or to the apostles. And then, of course, the uh, apostles uh, wrote the uh, the Bible as we, we know it. Uh, we have that recorded for us so that we can know what this message is, what this message of reconciliation is. This has come from God. And so God is the one being our creator. Uh, since this message has searched out his mind, he knows the answers to many of the questions that we ponder. And so we shouldn't lose hope in our quest for truth, but our quest for truth should always be pointing toward the Bible. In Psalms 119 and verse 130, it says, the unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. And that's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking to be illuminated. We want to learn. We want to find out. And so whatever your deepest spiritual questions are, you need to go to the Bible to find out what those things are. And it is God talking to you through that word. God's message from his own mind is being disclosed to you through the word of God. And that's why you need to go to it. You can find out the source uh, of truth from the Bible, and then you'll know the answer. You can trust in that answer without having to uh, rely upon your own understanding. And so that is something that's very important when we think about uh, uh, being able to learn about the things, the deeper questions that we have in this life. You know, the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 5, he says, what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord. What we proclaim, and so what he's saying is that thing he was proclaimed was the message of reconciliation, and that wasn't theirs. This was what belonged to Jesus Christ. This belonged to God. And so this is why it's so important for us to have a healthy respect for this message. This is God informing you of the questions that you should want to know and uh, the, of the answers you should want to know to the questions you may have. And, and if you don't have these types of questions, you know, it should reveal to you that you should have these questions because it does provide you with the answers. Now, another thing the message of reconciliation does is it exposes the heart. Now, what do I mean by the heart? Can't we go get a body scan and 
see what you know our plaque buildup looks like around the heart. Well, yeah, we can, but that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about exposing the heart. Uh, we're talking about the motives of man, what's inside of him, what makes him tick, why is he doing what he is doing? That's what uh, is something that cannot be revealed except through God's truth. God's truth reveals that motive that's in a man's heart. And we can see this in a few passages. Hebrews 4 and 12, for instance, says, The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Now notice what he says it does. It divides that which is spiritual, that's the soul and spirit, of, and that which is carnal, and that's the joints of marrow. It divides that. It reveals that which is carnal and that which is spiritual. And since it reveals those things, it also exposes our deeds, and it in turn discerns our th thoughts and the intentions of our heart. Because if we like that which is spiritual, if we want to do what is right with God, then we're going to make the necessary changes to do that very thing. But like Jesus said in John 3, verse 20 and 21, everyone who does wicked things hates the light, the light being the message of reconciliation. And so everyone who does wicked things hates the light, does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. And so we can see then that you either love this message of reconciliation or you don't like it. And if you don't like it, that means there's something that, that you're wanting to do that is, con that is conflict with what the Lord is telling you to do. And that, ex that exposes your heart. That tells everybody that, hey, this man really doesn't want to serve God. This man wants to be self-serving. And uh, again, that's not something that uh, we should want, but that's exactly what this message does. And that's how strong it is. It can reveal what's in a person's heart. And it's an amazing thing when you think about that. There's nothing I can do to reveal what's in another person's heart that I know of but the Bible can reveal it. And so what's important to us is to, to look at what's in our own heart. And if we see what the Bible teaches and we are ready to make a change to be reconciled with God, then we know that our heart is right. Our heart is with the Lord. But if we are hesitant toward making the changes the Bible says we should make, then we know that our heart is not right. All right, our next point is the message of reconciliation. It's perfect. It does exactly what the Lord intended for it to do, and it can't be made better. And I know there are those out there who want to update God's Word. They want to change God's Word. They think that some of the things that are in the Bible are just not... Uh, they're not being very cohesive, I guess, with the modern society. Well, you know what? That's just tough because God's word is perfect, and it's going to do 
exactly what the Lord said he was going to do. In James 1 and verse 25, for instance, James made it very clear that the Lord's word is the perfect law. He says the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. But notice he calls it the perfect law. In other words, it accomplishes that which God wants. It is complete, as 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 states. Uh, it's, it's just going to do what the Lord wants. In Psalms 19 and verse 7, we read that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and making wise the simple. So the, the law of the Lord, this message, is absolutely perfect. Now, does that mean that we should not try to improve upon it? Yes. That's exactly. You cannot improve upon perfection. That which is perfect is finished. And who am I being the creator created to try to perfect that which has come from the creator? I can't do that. You can't do that. We have to respect the words of God. We need to give it the utmost respect and understand that the Lord doesn't make mistakes. Uh, the Lord, the Lord is perfect and his works are perfect. And so his word is perfect. And then, of course, we understand that this message is enduring. Even though it takes a lot of attacks, and there are those who hate this message and who are constantly attacking the Word of God, the Word of God is going to stand strong no matter what type of attacks anyone wants to put on this. Uh, look in Isaiah chapter 55. And verse 10 and 11, notice it says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. That's that message of reconciliation. He says, It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I propose, purpose, I'm sorry, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. It's enduring. And so all the attacks that people make upon God's word, and they have from the very beginning, the word withstands. And the word's going to be there in the end. And the word will judge us on the last day. Uh, the word endures because it is definitely going to do what the Lord purposed for it to do. It's going to succeed. The Lord has declared that. If it didn't do this, then that would mean God would be wrong. Well, God can't be wrong. And so we know it's a given thing. It, it's pointless for any of us to try to fight against God's word. It's just pointless. First Peter 1, 24 and 25 says, All flesh is like grass, Peter says, and all its glory, like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. And that's the gospel. That's the message of reconciliation. That's the one he's talking about. It's going to remain forever. It's, you, you just can't destroy it. And so it's pointless 
for anyone to think that they can. And then lastly, it assigns responsibility. Yep, it tells us that we are accountable and that there's things that we have to do. We can be reconciled with God, but we have to understand there is some responsibility that we have to bear in this because it's, that's what the Word tells us. In 2 Timothy, for instance, chapter 3, 14, and 15, Paul says to Timothy, but as for you, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, right there, it makes Timothy accountable. And he says to continue in it. You know, you need to learn this. And what is this? The message of reconciliation is the sacred writings. And if you continue in it, if you learn it, it will make you wise to salvation means that you're going to have to perform something. You got to do something in order to be saved. And of course, that happens through your faith in Jesus Christ. When Jesus says to do something, you do it. And of course, we understand that the Bible tells us that we have to be obedient to that message. And so when the Bible tells us to be baptized into Christ for the remission of sins, as we see in Romans chapter 6, then we need to be doing that very thing. We have to obey God. Uh, if we learn, then we will be able to be uh, obedient. If we don't learn, we're not going to be able to be obedient. So we're accountable. We are accountable toward uh, doing the things that the Bible tells us to do so that we can be meet the Lord's conditions so that we can be saved. And that's no different. What did Noah have to do before he was, him and his family were saved? Uh, he had to build that ark. That was his condition. Built, get that ark built. And then put the animals in the ark. I mean, he had to do these things before he was going to be saved. Same thing for us. Uh, we have to be able to be accountable to the message and obey it. In John 12, verse 47 and 48, Jesus said, If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. And then he says this, The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. That means we are accountable to that message of reconciliation. We have to make sure that our lives are in accordance with the message of reconciliation so that we can be back in favor with God. That's the whole point of the message of reconciliation. All right, so let's conclude the lesson. The message of reconciliation, just some points that we went over. It gives answers to man's deepest questions. It exposes the heart. It is perfect. It is enduring, and it assigns responsibility, and hopefully you'll be able to remember some of these points as well as others that you may come up with in your own Bible study. And we may be able to talk more about this in the future about some of these other points. Now, I'll leave you with one last point, and it's an important one. The message of reconciliation reveals 
the love of God? Are you one who doesn't feel that God loves you? Well, then you are just sadly, sadly mistaken. In John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God so loved you that he gave his only son. That is a message of love. That is the message of reconciliation. God paid a great price in order to try to get you saved. And the only point left is for you to make a decision. Are you going to take advantage of that? Or are you going to let it pass you by? And I pray you'll take advantage of the opportunity the Lord gives you. If you're ever in the Kearney, Missouri area, hey, come and visit us. We are at 406 North Clark. And uh, we meet at 9.30 Sunday morning for Bible study, 10.30 for worship. You can learn all about the church by going to carneychurch.com. You can get directions, uh, phone numbers, whatever you may need. Now, Gospel Preaching Live is also broadcast uh, on a radio show. It's on KPGZ 102.7 FM every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. And if you live outside of Kearney, you'd like to listen to the show, but you, uh, you don't pick up the signal. Uh, just download their uh, app. You can listen anywhere in the world after you download their app because they, they stream their signal. And so we'd like to uh, be able to uh, uh, allow you to keep hearing lessons like this. Now, Gospel Preaching Live is also put in podcast form. It's, it's uh, broadcast on uh, uh, Amazon Music, on Apple and Spotify, uh, got, uh, Google Podcasts. If there's a platform that you use that you're not seeing it on, let me know, and I'll try to get that on there. Now, Berean Spirits, I want to plug this, is an internet show I'm a part of with two other preachers, and we have a Bible study every Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Central Time, and it is broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. You can take part in that by making comments in the comment section. Go to carneychurch.com, and that'll take you to the, uh, uh, if you press on the, Marine Spirits app, it'll take you to a YouTube page where you can take part in the Bible study. Now, if you don't have a chance to do so live, uh, you can watch past episodes as well on Facebook and YouTube, as well as in the various pop podcast platforms that uh, I mentioned earlier. Okay, that's all I have for you. Until next time, remember, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice in it and be glad. This has been Gospel Preaching Live. Join us each week as truth is taught, faith is examined, and beliefs are challenged. Be sure and hit the like button so you can be notified of future episodes. And to watch past episodes, go to our website, carneychurch.com. This has been a work of the Carney Church of Christ.